The year was 1973. Oh, no. <laughs> the summer of love was long since over. Peace and love had given way to fear and loathing. Filthy hippies were rejecting tradition and Christianity to join cults in California and commit murders for Charles Manson. Worst of all, women had begun to enjoy sex. The social order was in ruins. Inspired by the paganesque mythology of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and the sexualized ritual magic with a CK on the end of <laughs> Alistair Crowley, oh God. some of these filthy hippies looked toward England's fertile pagan past for the hidden underground knowledge that had been denied them by centuries of Christian rule. But what if it had never really left? <laughs> If social repression breaks down and people start fucking, how long until they start killing, too? That was the premise of the iconic British horror movie The Wicker Man, which relied heavily on traditional-style British folk music to evoke the creepy, unsettling atmosphere of the old religion. And that is a very, very difficult trick to pull off, as we will see with this week's genre, which we've dubbed Easy Wickening. We. Yeah, don't we. Say. <laughs> Actually, it was JD's idea. I'm the best! Woo! Welcome to the Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast! Hello! Oh, don't do that. No? No. Uh, my name is JD Riznar. Over there, Hollywood Steve. Hello! It's David Lyons. Hey, how are you? And Hunter Stare. Hi, everybody. We are the guys who brought you the internet show Yacht Rock, and now we do a podcast where we make up other genres and we count them down. Today's genre is easy wickening. We'll get to that in a minute. But because our fans love Yacht Rock so much, we like to throw a bone and feature a Yacht Rock song in every episode. Today's song is by a band called Pages. It's called O-C-O-E, Official Cat of the 80s. And this is a goddamn jam. Yeah. This, was, this, was, this was suggested to us on Twitter, and we yeah. thought, man. Who, uh, a, a couple different times. A couple different yeah. times. I didn't I didn't take note of who did, but a couple oh. different people were like, you guys should talk about this song, and they're right. Because I can't believe it's not Danner. I know. It's one of the smoothest songs I've ever heard, and it sounds exactly like a Steely Dan. Did we, have we had a Pages song on here, or did we do Pages on the, the serious serious we DJ did, Hour? Yeah. We did okay. see it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pages is great. They're yeah. really, really good. We did the song that they... The Yacht Rock, too. We did a song that uh, Loggins wrote for them and sang background vocals on That's who's right, right who's That's wrong. Right. Um, but that's not this. Yeah, but this song sounds more like Steely Dan than anything I've ever heard, other than like a, a solo Donald Fagan album. Listen to this. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's the Yacht Rock for sure. Um, Beautiful. You know, there's so much like the like Steely Dan, there's this discordant, jazzy arrangement, lyrics that are kind of hard to wrap your head around, and, and they're a little sarcastic. But it's not as heavy, it's like Steely Dan light. And that's what makes it more Yacht Rock than Steely Dan itself. And actually, listening to this song, it makes me really question my my sort of argument from a couple weeks ago, where I thought maybe Steely Dan wasn't Yacht Rock. If these guys sound this much like Steely Dan, it's Steely Dan's Yacht Rock. Come on, what was I saying? Yeah, well, I don't know, bro. As somebody who thinks uh, Gaucho is Yacht Rock, um, I'll say 
I will defend your position and say that the chorus is what really makes this yacht rock, and that's very doobie-esque. They like break out of the dan. Doobie, doobie-esque. They go doobie. That's a word. Yeah, I, I thought you were saying dubious, but then you <laughs> said doobie-esque. I'm dubious that this is doobie-esque. Yeah. I certainly have another. Hey, I'm just glad we've opened the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So now this was produced by session player turned super yacht producer Jay Graydon. Great, great producer. Yeah. Jay Graydon, if we haven't mentioned him on the podcast before, I don't think we have. He did the guitar solo in Steely Dan's Peg. Quite possibly one of the top defining moments of yacht rock and a contender for the greatest guitar solo in, in rock and history. Yeah. I can't believe that there's only one member of Toto on this song, <laughs> and it's Jeff the drummer. Yeah. Because Jeff. that is a totally. Toto do 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 moment. Died uh, died in his garden. Died what a way to go. We haven't we haven't talked about who's in pages yet. Well, pages. Oh, go ahead. You want to go? Yeah, I, yeah, I got I got that information. Okay. okay, go. So they're made up of a. I mean, it's a whole band, but the the brains <laughs> behind it are a couple fellas named Richard Page and Steve George. And they went on to found Mister Mister after uh, Pages. That's right. Um... It's it, they went from like yacht rock to embracing divorce core. Broken Wings is a great divorce course. That, oh, that's a good point. Um, oh yeah, Mister Mister One Hit Wonder My Ass. Two Hit Wonder. <laughs> one Hit Wonder My Ass. Yeah, that's a genre. Elysium. Yeah. Not really a genre, more of a Buzzfeed yeah. list. But hey, well, we might do it. Someday. Hey, fuck you. But I think it's interesting that the guy's name is only one guy in the band's name is Page. And the band's called Pages, with no uh, possessive apostrophe. It kind of confuses me. It's like Wilson Phillips. It actually should be called Wilson's Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Wilson. Oh, God, you blow him every A friend of ours lost a lot of money yeah. betting against how many people were in Wilson Phillips. Yeah, I Phillips. tell him, you got to remember, it's Wilson's Phillips, not the other way around. Yeah. I, um, I also found a huge discovery when looking up these pages. It turns out they wrote a song for the band America in 1980. So we might owe somebody an apology. Maybe. America? No. <laughs> no. America. It's not actually a not a yacht rock song. Um, if you listen to it. Oh, and they also put a bow on it. The track before that one was written by Russ Ballard. Oh! Beyonded. What a guy. Beyonding is a verb now. Yeah, it's a word. I'm okay. I'm telling you. Words. All right, I'll take note. You're of just that. making right. shit up as you go. That was the bone throw, guys. Steve. Tell us about Easy Wickening. All right, let's get to this. I'm back in the captain's chair, and I had so much fun torturing you guys with the hard organ playlist that I decided to dig even deeper and uh. come up with a genre that's even harder to listen to. <laughs> uh, I, I had the, the top few bands in this countdown, I had them in mind for it, but I had to do some, some research on the Google to come up with the rest of the songs. I mean, this is some great research you did too. Just imagine the the power he generated if he went into research. Yeah. great music. It's like we can use our powers music. for good. I'm going to use my power for evil, just and like these guys. Because and not like, evil in a cool like way. These guys. Well, that's that's just the like essence these of the genre, Dave. Now, easy wickening. It's not yeah. going to sound like this. Not you like easy wickening. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. This is objectively awesome. Now, Easy Wickening is going to need two things. Number one, it needs lyrics that are going to make for a sweet, kick-ass heavy metal song like this one. This song has Black it. Black Sabbath. Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. From Black, the Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Oh, the album Black boy. Sabbath. So you're going to need you're going to need lyrics about Satan or witchcraft or paganism or the occult or anything like that. We can all hear how awesome and evil Black Sabbath sounds. They're trying to sound like a horror movie feels, but. For it to be easy wickening, 
you have to have another thing, which is that the music does not kick ass at all in any way. It takes everything cool and awesome <laughs> and forbidden about the subject matter and either ruins it completely or at least just the music sounds too incongruous to be dangerous or threatening anymore like this is. All right. There has to be that disconnect. Steve, let me get this straight. You went out of your way to compile a list of songs that don't rock. That is correct, David. <laughs> you asshole. It's a funny <laughs> list, though. These songs are really goofy and it's, funny. And, and, uh, we're and they do have I've made fun. some wonderful discoveries. Yeah. And by wonderful, yeah. I mean puzzling. There's some goofball yeah. stuff on here. And they do have a strange evil power because I feel worse off after listening to them. Yes, we're gonna. that's going to be a recurring theme here today. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that makes you go, oh, heavy metal won this territory. Thank God. Yeah, or the goddess. Or, you know, thank <laughs> the goddess. Yeah. Thank the green man, whoever Gaia, you want to. The slender man. And some of these songs are pretty catchy, you know? They're, they are really easy to listen to. Some uh, of them are, some of them are not. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of them, yeah. uh, you know, all over and over again. And in an unrelated news, I murdered an innocent neighbor, neighborhood child. Oh, oh, oh well, congratulations. Oh, sounds like you've ensured a fertile grain harvest come wintertime, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these are so Odin fun. Hopes. I hate, uh, sometimes I hate listening to them, but sometimes I just want to curl up in that Steve hole and live there, you know what I mean? Uh, yep, yep, yep. A lot of people are going to come around to that conclusion eventually. And, uh, fun enough. We just need one. <laughs> Hollywood Steve did today's bumpers. I did them a couple hours before the show. You're oh, on, great. I'm excited like to hear them. Is this a thing now? Are you supposed to do this now? No. No, I just decided all. to do it. I have a real shitty computer mic, so they're not going to be super polished, but well, you're going to enjoy evil? Them. Are they going to be plenty evil? Oh, they're going to yeah, be evil. I think it's hooked up to his VCR. Check, check this out. <laughs> Number 10. God! Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Flawless. Dude. That was pretty fucking good, if I do say so myself. Oh, Alright, this is a song by a group called Omnia. The song is called Earth Warrior. It almost doesn't qualify for the genre because the lyrics are pretty border, like the lyrics do not kick ass, but there's just enough mentions of fighting and warriors to be kind of like the basis for a Man of War so song. Excuse me. Mm. Uh, Hunter actually sent me the link to this. Yeah, good and I had I had Dick. to include it in the countdown to illustrate how badly hippies can ruin music. Yeah, this is this group is awful. To be fair, I, I thought this was when Wiccaning was spelled W-I-C-C-A-N. Like, oh yeah, like the pagan religion. Yeah, it's well, it's these, a clever it's a clever double meaning. Now that now that you've established that, these guys are on Pagan Scum Records, <laughs> which I saw and I thought, oh wow, this is going to be like some guar type sort of thing. Listen to the song for a second. It's not. Yeah, listen to the song. For some reason, hippies love reggae and are bad at it. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get to the point, but I know we all know the one point where the guy goes, Yeah, mom! <laughs> he goes, I, listen, I watched this whole thing and I I, there were, I didn't think anything would surprise me. And then he, all of a sudden he went, Yeah, mom! And I didn't and think he would fucking not, go there. Not only did he do that, but he raises his knee to reveal he's a fucking barefoot hippie piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Here's the chorus. He's a pagan. My six-year-old heard this song and said, "I like this song." So I think that that speaks to the intellectual yeah. level of the audience. Uh, I, Hunter, I 
How, I want to ask, how in Gaia's name did you find this? Was this linked off of a vegan recipe blog or something? <laughs> First off, I'm a vegetarian. Second, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, uh, but, you know, uh, with, all the hippie talk, <laughs> with all the hippie talk, it actually turns out these guys are from the Netherlands. And oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that no, makes a, a lot, lot of, of sense. There. And uh, and uh, they, I think. And what's funny is that if you if you like look up the song on on YouTube, and you watch the video, which is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. You actually read the comments, and their fans say that they sold out but with this song. And I've never heard anything else by Omnia, <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> well, when when you watch the video, there's a they they make these plaster casts of uh, logos of companies and smash them with the worst hammer and sword skills I've ever seen in my life. But they have like uh, McDonald's is McDeath, and then they smash it. And then uh, what's uh, Monsanto is Monsatan, and they oh, smash it. Oh, clever, clever. And then there's a Mitsubishi logo. <laughs> Fucking Mitsubishi. That says Mitsushi. I assume oh, that it's the Japanese um, whale slaughtering protest. I, I assume that's what it is, but I can't I find think so, but Mitsubishi? now that you've told me they're from the Netherlands, yeah. and there might be a language barrier. They're also aligned with the Earth Liberation Front, um, which is while we were in school... Are they connected with the Palestinian Hold Liberation on. Front? I'll just tell the story real fast. When we were in school, the Earth Liberation Front burned down a building at Michigan State University, caused a million dollars of damage because Monsanto gave $2,000 uh, to send five African students to a conference on biotechnology. All right, cool. Michigan State Wickening. Number nine. Number nine. Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Flawless. That's great. All right, guys. <laughs> All right. This, is, uh, All right. this is a song by a prog band called Dr. Z. The song is called Evil Woman's Manly Child. Uh... I don't know very much about this band. I found them in my research. Apparently, they were they were led they were led by a university professor from North Wales named Keith Keys, who decided to bake the only evil harpsichord album in the world, <laughs> to my knowledge. Um, I think all harpsichords. The, yeah, the harpsichord called, is an evil piano. Yeah, but nobody's ever made it sound like this evil before. Uh, this is, the album is, I think the album was called Three Parts to My Soul, and it's about his pet spiritual theory, which is that our souls have a good part that goes to heaven, a bad part that goes to hell, and, uh, like, a shadow part that stays behind to haunt the earth. And I couldn't really Google this very easily, but I think it's related to Kabbalah. <laughs> I think that's where it comes from. I don't know. It's wow. very Do you know anything hard. interesting about this band? Well, uh, well, there's three of them. It's a harpsichord, bass, and drums trio, uh, much like we encountered in the hard organ episode, except that it's a harpsichord instead of uh, the, the roaring Hammond B3. Uh, I, found, I found a write-up of this album. It was released in 1971. This is great. Okay. So this is Dr. Z's first and only album. Yes. Only about 70 copies sold when it was released, <laughs> and the rest of the pressings were trashed. It actually is not so hard to understand, as the music on the album often was extremely clumsy and awkward. The band had three members who played harpsichord, bass, and drums. The fact that harpsichord was the only keyboard used gave them what was at least somewhat a unique sound. They didn't even get full credit for an original sound. <laughs> well, 
What's weird is I they also... They should have gone hard organ because uh, Steve would have found them like three weeks earlier. Oh, yeah. I definitely would have put this in if it had been a Hammond B3. Sorry, Hunter. I totally No, it's okay. They, they, they kind of remind me... It kind of sounds like they're ripping off the band Cro-Magnon. <laughs> Oh, I love a good cro which, oh, which is a whisper rock. They, like, invented death uh, death metal in, like, 1969 or something. Well, they had, like, death metal vocals from what you played me before. Yeah, and uh, they also... Did not this, sound like death metal. And this also kind of sounds like Santana. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a little... It's got a little rhythmic bass there that's uh, a little off. Yeah. Little, uh, hey, guys, let's loop. listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be... I did it again. Nice job, Steve. Wow. Thank you. Got a future in this. Well, something's burning. <laughs> the hand clapper is not burning. our desire to listen to this song. All right, let, let's say, say the name of this okay. because it sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay, this song is called Invocation Summoning. <laughs> as you can hear right there. This is by a band from Finland called Hex Vessel. Uh, these are all metal guys. They're only doing pagan folk with this project. A lot of them used to be in this Norwegian black metal band called, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly, Dodheimsgard? I have no, I probably butchered that. Uh, well, I'm glad they you found that They themselves are an deeper. offshoot of the avant-garde black metal band, which I'm also going to butcher, Vedboins Endi. That's, uh, that, that translates to the doors with less talent. <laughs> Except they've got less organ. Uh, but Hexdessel is intentionally influenced by a lot of the bands that uh, that I'm spotlighting with this wonderful playlist. Uh, black metal itself has always been kind of interested in traditional folk music. It's like, uh, like in Scandinavia especially, they feel like it points back to their glorious pre-Christian pagan past when the Vikings ruled the world and Scandinavia kicked all this ass. And, uh, yeah, sometimes in black metal that can get mixed up with this weird right-wing nationalism. Uh, but these guys just... These guys just decided, eh, hey, we're just going to have a side project where we just do this. I assume that uh, anything dark and brooding that comes out of Finland is due to the anger of being lumped in with Scandinavians. If you do your research, they're Finns. They're not Scandinavians. And let's be honest, there's nothing else for them to be angry and brave. And the Finnish language also has, uh, it's very unique. It has very few living relatives. I got a giant boner right now, guys. <laughs> Oh, finally, something interesting. Yeah. Hey, Steve used the term spotlighting, like the, in, the people he's spotlighting. If I learned anything from the Oscar award-winning movie Spotlight, it means to turn a light on something horrible. Hey, great. Oh, weird. Yeah. And, That's uh, not how it works in the theater, though, unless the play sucks. Um, this song's great. Let's do those hand claps. I just love the band meeting. Like, hey, guys, you know what Satan would love? Oh, Satan hand would claps. love it. Hand it's, claps. Yeah. Satan's got all the best music. Good. God, we're damn really, it, Steve. God damn it, I did it again. We're really Holy flying shit. through these. I feel like this is going to be our shortest one ever. All right. 
Alright, according to my research, by which I mean about 1 to 200 likes per song on YouTube, this singer right here, whose name is Gwydion Penderwen, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, I hope I am, Gwydion Penderwen is an absolute legend of American pagan music. If you look up the cover of the album that this comes from, which is Songs for the Old Religion. When you look up this. Yes, when you do, you're going to see a scraggly bearded hippie dude wearing an inverted pentagram necklace, <laughs> holding up a goblet in one hand and a fat smoking doobie in the other one, because stereotypes are real sometimes. He also has a blog called Poop. <laughs> <laughs> this, song, sound, uh, this song sounds like elevator music for gnomes going up, up, up to the crown of ye old oak tree. <laughs> I, I, when I listen the uh, Keebler Elves listen to in their elevator. <laughs> when I listen to this, when this, this guy's song, I, I felt like this, he actually has a lot of stuff that could have been on the Wicker Man soundtrack if it hadn't been like basically home recorded in a basement. So political. Wow, you you read so much further down the Wikipedia. Wikipedia well, let me page get to the Wikipedia page because there's some, there's some gems in here. Uh, the first line is uh, Gwydion Penderwen was an American musician, writer, poet, conservationist, and witch. Uh, then there's a lot of <laughs> insider witch. jargon. Uh, he he co-found or he he popularized the fairy tradition, F-E-R-I, which Wikipedia notes is a different tradition than fairy, F-A-E-R-Y, F-A-I-R-Y, F-A-E-R-I-E, or V-I-C-A. Among the distinguishing features of the fairy tradition is the use of a specific fairy power or energetic current, so I hope you've all learned a lot here today. Uh, this song, let's get back to this song. Hey, you guys want to go? Yeah, we, it, it, hey, J.D. and Hunter, you want to you go do something interesting? Great. I love doing the podcast. I got more of this. Listen, uh, people are, he's really blowing minds and opening hearts to paganism. We're going to we're gonna switch some people over to a sweet religion. Oh, yeah, we're totally going to convert some people. That, this song is like some elaborate metaphor about mythology and seasons changing, which is like, you know, when you dig deeper into pagan music, like, you know, you have this sensationalized picture of what it is, and you're like, oh, yeah, fertility rights. They're going to do hot degenerate sex orgies, and then you listen to it, and you figure out it's mostly just a bunch of shit about farming. <laughs> like, even the sex is a metaphor for, like, harvesting the fields. Oh, God. Man, I'm super pumped for Game of Thrones. Yeah, me too. Oh, this is, yeah. Oh, did you know? Did you know that Gwydion Penderwin also served for a time as the court bard to the nope. West Kingdom of the Society for Creative Anachronism? We did not know that. That's a good fun fact I found on Wikipedia. That's, I, that's, that is a fact. It certainly is. I knew that. I knew it. I did. Number. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> that was amazing, Dave, because you had never heard that before. I had no before. idea. Oh. That was the Dave Lyons bone throw there, that, uh, that bumper. Oh. This proves right. that you can find good music. And I can make terrific bumpers. Alright, getting back to the worst music. 
This is Blackmore's Night. I swear to God, I was oh, not trying. This is my fault. I was not trying to link this genre to Deep Purple, but Hunter showed me a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the this Michael is... Corleone of uh, music nerds. Yeah, deep, yeah, Deep Purple. <laughs> oh, deep Purple keeps pulling me back in. Uh, this is the project that Richie Blackmore farmed with uh, his now wife, Candace Knight, hence the name Blackmore's Night. Uh, she's a pagan lady from New York. Richie Blackmore is sacrificing his uh, integrity in yeah. the altar of the pagan goddess. Yeah, this is vagina. this is a guy that was in Deep Purple and Rainbow. Good one. And now he's in Blackmore's Night, which has released <laughs> ten studio albums oh, since wow. forming in 1997. How many Deep Purple albums did he have? I four, you know, five. I four or five. Four or five. Ten Blackmore Nights albums. I bet yeah. it outnumbers his time with Deep Purple, because he did leave for Rainbow about 76. Yeah, he wasn't in the uh, Joe Lynn Turner, the JLT years. No. Who was the other singer from Rainbow that we liked? thinking of Graham Bonnet? Graham Bonnet. Uh, no, I was thinking of Ronnie James oh, fucking oh, Dio. Oh, you, you, oh, I was thinking of your favorite era of Rainbow. Oh, yeah, that's Jolyn Turner. I'd like to read just a list of instruments uh, Candace Knight knows how to play. Oh! The Shawm. The Rosh Fife. Oh! <laughs> the Penny Whistle. Oh, uh, yeah! The Hurdy Gurdy. Yes! The Recorder. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can play that. The Cornemuse. And, of course, the Gemshorn. What's the difference between a penny whistle and a recorder? Um, penny whistle's cheaper. Ah, yeah. Made out of made out of metal. One's made out of metal. One's metal, and the other one's, one's plastic not. or wood, traditionally. This song sings about you know the stars and the magic. I think the stars are Richie Blackmore's balls, and the magic means that Richie Blackmore's dick's so big he can cut a lady in half. I, yeah, I think this this song is growing on me a lot since I started listening to it, and I feel like it's because it would make a good rainbow song, and I feel like Ronnie James Dio would have just blasted through this thing, and he would have done that weird folky vowel thing that she doesn't super shouldn't like. She, he wouldn't have done that. Uh, now, eventually, at some point, Richie Blackmore plays a guitar solo, which comes dangerously close to kicking ass, but it's preceded by this little folk instrument breakdown here. So I feel like it's too little, too late. How many minutes totally into qualified. the song does that come? Oh, four or five, maybe? Well, there I want to wait for it. No, I, listen, I just reminds me, I've been to Renaissance fairs and I've had turkey legs. I don't enjoy turkey legs. No, they're, they're terrible. They're really tough, and even though they have barbecue, they're terrible to eat. I hate them. The best I, I know what Renaissance fair you're talking about. Yeah. The best part of that Renaissance fair for me was getting away from the turkey leg, taking your son to look at geese, and then getting drunk on cider. Man, I'm excited for Game of Thrones. Uh, thank God. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Holy Jesus. Well, the bus is pulling up through another state. Where, Where are we going, Where are we going today, trip? fellas? Well, I thought we'd get out of the woods and head to the uh, concrete jungle of Portland, Oregon. There's uh, a lot of woods in Oregon. Yeah, it's, yeah that was, uh, that was heavily that wooded. Was a, never mind. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, there's only one band from Oregon, and it's these guys, the appropriately underrated, the sultry hit overlooked. <laughs> Quarter flash. Appropriately underrated. <laughs> <laughs> this is their last single from 1985. Talk to me. Their surprise finale. Oh man, Quarter Flash is uh, mostly known for their hit "Hurting My Heart." Which did you know? Pick. Which you, which I did not pick because this. That's a better. This is a better song. This is kind of kind of rock. Yeah
Um, they're, they're mostly known for Hard in My Heart, uh, but did you know that they originally released that song under their original name, Seafood Mama? Seafood Mama, and uh, which I assume they changed because a hard organ band already took that dumb name. <laughs> hey. What? Hey, hard hey, organ bands had dumb names? That's weird. I'm surprised their name wasn't uh, Beef Mama since they wrote a song called Hard in My Heart. A lot of cholesterol uh, yeah. and yeah. beef. Well, well, Not a lot of hard organ band that took their name, they probably did that. That was a fun fact about Seafood Mama. Yeah, they also, uh, yeah, the lady singing here, her name is Rindy Ross. She's married to the guitarer, Marv Ross, uh, who she met at Western Oregon University. Oh, wow. Go Fighting Wolves. Yeah. Also uh, known as Hard Oregon University. <laughs> and they released their last album in 2013, which is called Love is a Road, which it isn't. Love has many definitions, uh, but a road is not one of them. <laughs> I really like JD's joke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hard Oregon. <laughs> oh, uh, it's the hardest of the Oregon State University system yeah, schools. That's why yeah. they call it. Go Wolves. Uh, go Wolves. <laughs> Oregon is also home to many aggressively hipster bands and Everclear. Oh, and badass bald metal band Black and Blue. Oh, those guys are great. All oh, their hits are lost. That's why they're bald metal. Yeah, lost hair metal. Yep. Yeah. Good Rolling Stones Episode album, too. Three. Black and Blue. Oh, man, we don't have enough to say about this song. we gotta get a we got to get back on the bus. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Ah, it's a great trip to Oregon, everybody. All right, back out to Stonehenge, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, fuck. Number <laughs> five. <laughs> what amazing bumpers. All right, this is a band. This song is called Devil's Night. This is a band called Spriggins. Oh, God. Which I'm not making up. Spriggins. Little Dave Barry joke for you there. Uh, this is an English folk rock band from the 70s, starring lead singer Mandy Morton. Uh, and the funnest fact I can find on them is on two of their four albums, they went by the even less comprehensible name Spriggins of Tolgus. Is is that really a fun fact? Yes. Well, I, had, I had fun listening to it. <laughs> I didn't know enjoy, which I didn't know what Spriggins they were referring to. No, so yeah, I'm glad they clarified. If you enjoy saying funny sounding words out loud, then it's uh, a fun fact. Yeah, all right. Uh, re- I did some re- research. Repeat the name of the band back to me without looking at your notes. Spriggins of Tolga. All right. Tolgus. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So, okay. See, I had the wrong Spriggins. I did some research on where these nonsense words came from. A Spriggan is a Cornish pixie. Cornwall is like the the tip of the the southwest coast of England. They're spirits that were thought to live in the area mines who guard buried treasure and serve as fairy bodyguards, and you can repel them by turning your clothing inside out. I think the Cornish are... uh... Are a, a, a Celtic or Celtic uh, people? Yeah, it's probably it, the old religion probably survives in the some old respects gods. there. Do you guys see Steve kind of assuming a character that's almost pixie-esque as he's talking <laughs> yeah. about talking about these these uh, songs? Kind of. Yeah. Well, listen. I, kinda, I wish you I guys could be here Steve in the studio. And see his, Ooh, his, his voice is a little higher. Very delightful. And he's talking like this. Or well, whatever these. these I got to give out a lot of information here because the people need to know what the Spriggans of Tolga. Oh, Tolgus is a particular. <laughs> mine in Cornwall. <laughs> oh, oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Oh, I know you I were was, worried about yeah, it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. Well, I needed to know where to get my tin. Well, Spriggan's guarded a gold mine. We certainly don't need them here today because this playlist contains no gold. A lot of tin, though. Tons of tin. Yeah. I, I, and I Is actually, I kind of... 
as what? Is tin an element? Yes, it is. And, uh, nickel is tin and so, yes, it is an element. Nickel's an element, too. I don't know. Jeez, guys. What the, where are we going now? We're doing chemistry lessons? We have to listen to this terrible music It's here. more interesting than what Steve's I talking like about. This one. I kind of like this song. It's it's kind of witchy, like in a good way. Yeah, it's like like it a, almost starts to kick ass when this guitar comes in, but it's, it's still kind of too it's, it's got this thumping bass throughout and a distorted guitar, and then there's this like faux timpani roll at some point, and it all says to you, like, we're going to start rocking at the next measure, but then it never does. It's just a, like this slow jerk-off and then your lover leaves the room without saying anything before you're even finished. At least this one wasn't 17 minutes long. Yeah. Oh, next one. Number four. Oh, God! <laughs> <Jesus>. Boom! Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking wind chimes. Nobody likes wind chimes. No Everyone one. likes wind chimes, no. Hunter. <laughs> Nobody likes wind chimes. So, that's... <laughs> You know why the, you know where these wind chimes are coming from, Hunter? They're coming from a concept album about the Book of Revelation titled 666 by the Greek prog band Aphrodite's Child, which is led by future Chariots of Fire composer Vangelis. You know oh, what Steve Harris, I Dave looked it Murray. up on Wikipedia. It's Vangelis, huh? I think it's, yeah. if the Wikipedia entry is correct, and if I interpreted all those phonetic pronunciation symbols right, it's Vangelis. I always thought it was Vangelis. That's yeah. what I always thought, It's crazy, because I love Vangelis, but I hate this song. <laughs> yeah. You know what Iron Maiden did with the Book of Revelations? What'd they do, Dave? They made it fucking rock. Well, that's not oh, that bad. Well, this song is called The Four Horsemen. You know what Metallica did with that song title? They made it rock. <laughs> Aphrodite's Child, instead, they did a lot of lyrics about what color the horses were and what objects the horsemen are, are holding in their hands. And that's pretty much all the lyrics in the song. Yeah, I really and love it's about six minutes. I really love the chorus we just heard. It's got, it's a nice chorus, even though it is just a li it lists horse colors. That's what the right. chorus does. It is a nice chorus. Yeah. It's, it's it, there's musical quality here. But I like it. The guy the guy goes. The third one is a black. <laughs> the fourth one is a green. I love it. Do you know what what country these guys are from? Yeah, they're from to Greece. Greece. The way oh. the way you did oh, it, it, it sounded it's like uh, Italy. Oh yeah. Hey, it's the third one is a black. Hey, it's a black like horse. Sounds like your Giorgio Moroni. Impression. Oh god, it's so great. The, oh. the third one is a black, the fourth one is a green. It's so stupid. Are we gonna get to the uh, sweet guitar stuff at the end? Are we gonna make it that far? No, I think I probably not. not. This is Switch six minutes. Uh, I just like not. to say, I really like the the last part, and I would I would split it and retitle it "Empathy for the Devil" because that's how it kind of sounds like a sweet sympathy for the devil ripoff. And uh, yeah, it's not. This isn't this, that bad. This album they is called Six Six Six. Must be a typo. Yeah. White. The second horse is red. The third one is a black. The four last one is a green. Greening horse is white. Everyone. The second horse is red. The third one is a black. The last one is a green. First ever sing-along. Number three. <laughs> uh, this is some freaked out shit right here. This is a band called Comus. Puts you in a Comus. This is the, <laughs> this is the scariest folk rock band I've ever heard. This is the uh, one that I kept like putting pause on when I was listening to it. 
and every time it came on, I was like, oh, what's this? Ew. <laughs> it's freaky. It's freaky as hell. Uh, this band is named after a son of the wine god Bacchus, who represents anarchy, chaos, and excess. And ancient Greece celebrated his festivals by having men and women switch clothes. Uh, Comus the band recorded this super fucked up album called First Utterance, yeah, this which one. sounds like nothing else that I've ever heard. And about half the songs are about the god Comus apparently raping maidens in the forest. Including this one. Including this one. Because Steve's a sick fuck. I've established that one. This song sounds like Planters Ward's look. <laughs> you ever seen those things? They're, they're, yeah. they're terrifying. No, I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. They're gross. I, I this I we've been getting more into songs that I that I kind of like. And this one really musically for me this one works because it's so fucking weird, but it's also really dark and unsettling. So it doesn't kick ass. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't kick ass, but it creates a musical world that's all its own. It makes your skin crawl all the way through the steaming woodland, and you just feel terrible afterwards. But like the kind of, kind of the way that a horror movie makes you feel terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those rare rock songs with an unaccompanied violin solo in the middle. It's a violin. So here, here yes. it is. That's what you want. It's not a fiddle. It's a violin. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to try to... Steve, I, this is for you. Okay. I'm going to try to sell you on something. Okay, sell me. Okay, I'm going to spin away from the literal. And uh, <clears throat> so Diana is the uh, the goddess of the hunt. It could be. And it a could lot be. of a lot of nature, most of nature. Do you think this song is actually about the cold, deathly grip of industrialization killing the earth? Because the first day of Earth Day, the first Earth Day was right around this, the, the release of this album. So it was in the, it was in the zeitgeist. Okay, before you answer Hunter, that, I, we recorded two podcasts today. I had diarrhea between the two of them. Okay, Steve, what's your answer? That is more interesting yeah. than everything Hold else on, that's I'm going on. To sell oh, I, yeah, okay. Let's get back to Hunter's theory, which is an excellent theory, because Diana was the goddess of the hunt, and she was also famously virginal, which they keep making references to, like, virtue and, like, maidenhood all throughout this album. The untold so you, Earth. You could be absolutely right on with this theory. It's almost as brilliant as my theory that Deep Purple single-handedly saved the German counterculture with their expansive organ jams. I'm happy to be to be lumped in with that. Oh yeah, we're we're great. We're breaking new ground on this podcast. Yeah, we're coming together. Yeah. I feel Steve and, and I coming together. What's great about it is it's ground that everybody is interested in. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I think that this song is about eating Diana's pussy. I have no no evidence okay. to back that up. I just of love the Earth. That's I love. I just love uh, having a microphone and coming up with theories. Sure, yeah. Uh, would you like to have a conversation about salad? Maybe. Uh, we could talk we about that already. finger banging uh, each other's buttholes. These guys probably already eat... did that too. Check these... that one off. I bet these guys eat so much salad that they shit shredded lettuce. Yeah. And they put it on their jackfruit. Yeah. Tacos. Sometimes when you use the toilet, there's lettuce there. There's a lot of salad eaters on this countdown. Number two. Oh my god, didn't we hear this one already? No. This is the bumper. This is the bumper? Shh. What the fuck is going on? 
If I could describe that the scene the right there. If I could describe the scene right there, Steve had his hands kind of, uh, his arms kind of up to about his chin. Yeah. And his, his fingers bit. and thumbs curled like a paraplegic's hands, sort of, and sort of swaying really gently yeah. back and forth. It was very Gently, Johnny. Im- imitating very somebody with he, palsy. He was really into that bumper he did in a really yeah, weird way. Yeah, if you'd way. shut the fuck up, you would have heard the uh, sex me up in the lyrics, but. Anyway, let's get on to the next song. That was for you, JD. Uh, You didn't know, but that was for you. Yeah, because the only person talking too much in this podcast today is you, JD. (laughs) That was actually you talking over the lyrics, Dave. Go ahead, Steve. So here we go. This is the band Coven with the song Black Sabbath. It came out a year before the band Black Sabbath did their song Black Sabbath. Oh, so... This I was gonna say this is an evil twin, but well, it's still kind of. Well, this is we haven't established twi- This that is the genre. twin that came out of out of Mother first. Ah, wait, what's, uh, a, what's an evil twin? Well, that's a shitty song that has the same name as a really good song. Yeah, I can't uh, wait to do that playlist. Not really a genre, but I can't wait to do it. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Uh, so, this is the only band on this entire list that has any song that anybody would ever have heard of. But Steve didn't pick that song. <laughs> no, because the song that everyone knows, which is One Tin Soldier, Good song. is this hippie peace and love thing that does not fit the genre. It does not. If Boss Tones back, the cover of it. It's pretty cool. If you go back to the album before One Tin Soldier, it was an entire occult album called Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reefs Souls. <laughs> there was an entire 13-minute Black Mass recorded on Side 2, which was written by their producer. Uh, basically, they were the first openly occult and Satan-friendly rock band. Aren't these guys from Chicago? Yeah, they they were gigging around Chicago. A lot of Satan in Chicago. <laughs> a lot of Satan in Chicago. The lead singer, Jinx Dawson, who kind of he's, she's got that kind of operatic grace slick power to her not voice. Her, not her given she's name. She's from Indianapolis. I call this Jefferson Plane Crash. It, Maybe yeah, Jefferson this, Davis Airplane? That's kind of a train wreck. Like, are these guys racist, Steve? Because then Jefferson Davis Airplane would be a good name for them. No, they're not racist. Oh, they're huh. just into Satan. Oh, okay. They're, like their stage show, they'd have a, a guy dressed up as Jesus hanging on a cross, and then he'd get down at the end and turn the cross upside down, and he'd go, Hail Satan! But I have a question. Aren't all Satanists racist because you have to be no. all kinds of evil to be a Satanist? No. Satanism isn't necessarily about evil uh, as what a have practice. You done, JD? Yeah. It's about it's about <laughs> rejecting it's about rejecting religion in favor of humanity. It's humanism. Except they do it all theatrically to like shock people and make them think differently, hopefully. Okay, I'm not really sold I thought I got to be racist if I was a Satanist. So no, I have no, no interest no, in Satanism. No, no. JD, you can be racist all on your own. I know, no. but I need an excuse. All those white power guys are Christians. I need to be like, because I love, I want to vote for Donald Trump uh-huh. and because I'm racist, but I, I got to keep that bottled up. And if I were Satanist, I could be like, I'm voting for Trump because of I, my religion. I told you this playlist yeah, had evil powers. Yeah. I told you that it would do it. They're all voting for Jill Stein. Ooh, listen to this part. Oh, this is good. Yeah, this is the witch part. Yeah, this is this, this is where the, this is where the ritual happens at the end of the song. It doesn't rock, but you can you maybe put it in the no, pile yeah, for the Beyond the Yacht Rock ho- uh, uh, guys, House. Guys, I think we should this... give ourselves an award because we have listened to more of that, to that song that than thing. anyone in the history. <laughs> Man, anyway, so it almost right. kicks ass, but it sounds like a terrible white rabbit like Jefferson Airplane wanted to invent heavy metal but didn't know how to do it. Oh God! It's number one. Nailed it! <laughs> These are great bumpers. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, love the bumpers. So much All better right. than the songs. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we've come to it. Uh, the ultimate easy wickening song, in my opinion. This is a this is an English prog band called Black Widow. 
The song is called Come to the Sabbath, and it's got everything. It's got lyrics about conjuring demons, running naked through the countryside, having sex orgies while Satan watches you. Here's what I want to know. Why would Satan want to watch people like this having sex? Because he lives in hell, and there's no sex in hell because it's miserable there. But if I was Satan, I'd want to watch, like, beautiful people in fancy New York apartments having sex, yeah, not a bunch of dirty hippies in an orgy. Yeah, these are all sometimes, dirty hippies uh, out in the countryside. Maybe, maybe you can't be with a marching band. Sometimes you have to go with the color guard. I think Steve picked this song because it sounds Native American, and we get it. You're 1% Cherokee. Well, it's interesting because they're English, and they kind of do this tribal thing at the beginning, but any minute now, oh, this all is these just tootling the flukes are just going to come in, That's and Jeff we're going to start Dull. dancing a merry <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Oh, good one! <laughs> Except it's actually more, more fun than Jethro Tull. Well, yeah. Here it comes. Way to, way to shit on There it is. Yeah. Steve's dancing. Clothes are God, coming look off. At him. Look at him, guys. He's so I'm happy. I gotta say, guys, Christianity totally has it right. Like, they throw their parties in these ornate churches, you know, mm -hmm. that make that demonstrates the breathtaking power that you create when, like, God inspires man to build something awesome. So Satanists, if you want your religion to really take off, you gotta do better than this bullshit, guys. Like, can you imagine? This feels like I'm going to a church in a hut, and some, like, LARPer dude is just shitting in my ear for three minutes. I don't want to be a Satanist now. I've changed my mind. No. Uh, 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 I'll tell you don't you even want to go to the Sabbath anymore. I'm also no longer racist, guys. These, no. uh, I guess it's just Hunter, then. Well, no, congratulations. Uh, these guys... We're gonna listen to the chorus here when it comes Okay, out. these guys are super dark. Their name used to be Pesky G. <laughs> yeah. All right, here comes the chorus. Come, come to the Sabbath. Come oh, yeah. to the Sabbath. Satan's there. Come. <laughs> hey, guys. It works. It come works. to our party. We got a really cool guest. You're going to love him. We got the coolest dude to come to our party. This sounds like a uh, used car commercial for me. Yeah. Come. God damn it. Come. Come to Toyota. Dave Murray, to Adrian Toyota. Smith, Satan's and Steve there. Harris could have done so come, much. Come to this. Cialis. Come to Cialis. Boner's there. Yeah. Good commercial. Hand claps, guys. <laughs> Back to the hand claps. Satan loves hand claps. Satan loves hand claps, apparently. That's one thing I've learned today that I care about. All right, I'm coming. Jeez. And then back to the flutes. Honestly, I found out you had diarrhea, and that I cared about that. Yeah. So there's two things we can take away from this. I gotta get, gotta get some emodium. Yeah. This podcast is done. Yeah. You've been dancing a merry jig to the bathroom all day, haven't you? Yeah, my bowels certainly been dancing a merry jig. Pesky G. Pesky G. Well, what a, what a place. Is, this is an amazing day, guys. This has been great. <laughs> this has been, wow. Quote, what great, unquote? Uh, what can, didn't make can, the list, Dave? I don't know. Play some fucking Thin Lizzy, man. Get me out of this. Here, let's just, uh, let me see what I, what I have on here. Oh, but Dave, is, Satan's there. Here we go. Oh, Billy Jean by yeah. Michael Jackson. This is a really oh. nice song. I mean, it's okay. It's uh, Billy, uh, Michael no, Jackson. Come to the Sabbath. Uh, known occultist, Michael Jackson. Uh, so what, no, what didn't make the list? No, day at Venice. Um, uh, let me look at my notes. I thought, I thought... Uh, oh, okay. A band called Axe, The Child of Dreams, came out in 1969. It's one of the most obscure psychedelic hard rock acts of all time. Only six copies of their album exist, and they're terrible. Steve would love it. Oh, man, it sounds great, Dave. I'm gonna check it out. 
Actually, I bet it's on YouTube. It is. That's how I found it. <laughs> um, I'd I, go. I'd go with the Wizard by Uriah Heep. I mean, wizards uh, aren't—they're—they're instant—they're not instantly thought of of a cult, but they totally are. And Wizard by Uriah Heep is is about the lamest windbag of a wizard you'd ever meet. Uh, and I know this song rocks too hard to fit this genre. That's right. why I didn't make the Uriah list. Heep kicks a lot of ass. Uh, but lyrically, like it's not rocking at all. You meet this wizard, and you're like, oh my god, he's gonna tell me about all this black magic he does. It's gonna be awesome. He's like, I think we there could be peace in the world if we all work together. Uh, it's like listening to Gwydion and Penderwin and finding out that uh, sex is about farming. Yeah. I would have chose something by Leonard Nimoy, and he only did two songs, so I picked The Sun Will Rise, which is one of the dumbest songs ever written about nature. <laughs> oh, it would have totally fit then. He uh, he also penned another song called Maiden Wine, which is more fantasy than pagan, um, and I'm pretty sure it's a warning to women about William Shatner. Did... Did, no, he not write the, it, did he not write the Bilbo Baggins song? No, he did he, he just sang it. He sang the fucking hell out of it. Yeah, though. he did. Oh, thank God that's over. Find this week's Easy Wickening playlist, If You Dare, <laughs> by following J.D. Riznar on Spotify. Find relevant links to non-Spotify songs There's by following J.D. Riznar on Tumblr.com. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock, hashtag YRPod. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. I'm going to come up with, I got to come up with more jokes. I got to keep yeah. coming up with jokes. We keep making yeah. fun of Hunter yeah. every episode. Yeah. I like that. Uh, uh, hey, you got some nice glasses. Not a joke. Yeah, I actually yeah. mean that. Blake, write Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully one day be a useful experience. Uh, thanks, Hollywood Steve, for those. Those were great. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. Yeah. Good time. Oh, such such a highlight of the show. Yeah, the bumpers. Uh, additional bumpers by uh, Matt Lee and Rob Crow. Rob Crow. Uh, thanks to producer Dustin Marshall for all the pre-podcast uh, pep talks. That's why everyone calls him the Greg Patrick Popovich of podcasts. Yeah. He's the greatest. Uh, and check out other Feral Audio podcasts like My Favorite Murder, which is a podcast that started at the exact same time as ours, but is way higher on the charts because none of you people are giving us iTunes Give ratings. Give us ratings. Get on Validate us. Give it to I us. I know you love us. We love you guys. Let us know you love us on iTunes. Give us ratings. All yeah. this and more. And, and honestly, in regards to today's playlist, we're sorry. Don't yeah. listen to this podcast. Give us a, a five-star play. If you give, if you go on iTunes and you give us a five-star playlist and you say JD Riznar is the best podcaster and Dave is cool and Hunter's all right, and <laughs> there Steve you go. is kind of cool too, it. then we'll never a, let Hollywood Steve do a playlist like this again. <laughs> so go to feralaudio.com for so much fun. Yep. So much. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. So much fun. Goodbye. Everybody, let's do it. God, I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> They sacrificed the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Feral Audio.